What's up? What's up, Team Supreme? Happy Friday. Happy August 30th. I hope you got your end-of-month hustle on. We have a great training schedule today. I even dressed up for you. Hope you're all happy. Still got my pajama bottoms on, but I wore a nice polo shirt, uh, so I look like a businessman. We are here in Florida. Uh, the hurricane is coming. Hey, Jonas. The hurricane's on its way, so I'm going to be heading to the liquor store soon. And I got to go to Walmart and buy some life jackets and floaties just to be, you know, just to be safe in case this hurricane just gets crazy. We're going to talk about today 10 of my dumbest mistakes that I've made in 17 years. This should be fun yeah, because we all like talking about stupid stuff we've done. But I'm going to share 10 of my worst mistakes. Uh, the reason I want to share those is so that you don't make the same mistakes that I did over the past 17 years. We're also going to share the 80-15-5 principle. I love this principle. It's not my own idea. It's something I learned from someone many years ago, something I talked about with another successful rep today in a different company, and we were just masterminding. So let's just get into it. Mistakes. All right, so I joined the industry in 2002. I was 24. I was young and dumb. Thought I knew everything. Didn't know nothing. Probably like most young guys. And I learned about network marketing when I was 24. I was a first lieutenant, army officer, and I had never heard of network marketing. I had never heard of Amway. That was my first company. I had never heard of residual income. So it was all a new concept to me, but I was excited. And 17 years later, I'm even more excited about the industry uh, than I was back then. But along during those 17 years, I'm 42 now. Uh, so during those 17 years, I have done so many stupid things in the business some in life too unfortunately but they say that mistakes are the greatest teacher and i definitely believe that because once you make a mistake you tend to learn something you don't you don't learn much from doing something right you learn stuff from doing something wrong and i am the king of doing things wrong at least initially in the industry so these 10 things are in no particular order i hope you take some notes i hope you'll just make an honest what's up mel i hope you make look at this i'm all dressed up for everybody i should have worn my life jacket just in case the rain comes in tonight but uh, the first thing, the first mistake I made, and I made these at different points in my career, but the first mistake I made was not committing to one thing. And especially in today's world, the, the internet was just starting when, when I first got involved in the industry. It's nothing like it is now. No, no Facebook. I barely checked email. But now we have shiny objects everywhere. I mean, you can't go on Google. You can't go on Facebook. You can't go to your email without getting pitched on 50, 100, 200 things. There are shiny objects everywhere. And what happens is people get this idea, oh, I gotta have multiple streams of income. Well, you know, it sounds good, but what I found is if you're trying to build five income streams at once, you're gonna make a lot less money than if you focused on building one income stream first and then diversifying after the fact. So by all means, keep your job. If you have another business, keep it. Uh, but don't don't make the mistake of spreading yourself too thin. That's really what I did is I once I learned about online marketing back in 2009. So this was seven years into my journey when I started doing online. I said, look, now I got to start a blog. I got to do videos. I got to promote affiliate products. I got to write blog posts. I got to create information products. I got to do learn YouTube. I got to do this. And the problem is you only have so much time in a day. And I think everyone can relate to that. And I would rather do one thing really, really well than do 10 things and suck at all 10 of them. So you focus is really, really key. I, I recommend you focus on one business. You focus on one strategy. 
uh, until you reach your goals, until you reach the income that you want to make. Uh, and then if you want to diversify, I think that's great. But I think not focusing. And once again, a lot of people, they, they struggle with their focus. And they have products you can buy that will help you with your focus. But you definitely want to focus on one thing. That's number one. Number two, picking the wrong company. Now, if you're brand new to the industry, I really hope you'll listen to me on this. This is based off 17 years. There are a lot of great companies with great products. There are a lot of great companies with killer comp plans. Not killer, but great, good comp plans. Not, ton, not a ton, but there's a good amount. There's a lot of great companies with great leadership. There's a lot of great companies with great systems. But there's a couple things you have to keep in mind when you're picking a company. Number one, and most importantly, is what is the life cycle of the company? Is the company a household name? Uh, I was always attracted. This is probably the only real new company I've ever worked in. I was always attracted to established companies that have been around 20, 30, 40 years. And while those companies are stable, they're in most cases, they're not going anywhere. Everybody and their brother has heard of them. Like if you said Amway to 100 people, 100 people, or at least 99 out of those 100 people, they've heard of it. Uh, it doesn't mean the company is bad. It just means they have preconceived notions. And then when you look at a lot of these bigger companies, all the people who make the big money today, at least 90% of them, they got in before it became a household name. Why? Well, momentum, timing, uh, those two things can work in your favor. Like you could join an established company today, but you would have to work 10 times harder to get the same result as you would in a company that's newer that very few people heard about uh, because you have that excitement, you have the curiosity, people don't have preconceived notions. So I will definitely tell you this, I've joined some good companies, but never at the right time. That was my mistake. I've joined some companies that suck too, uh, but I've joined some really good companies, but I missed the boat. I was five years, 10 years, 20 years too late uh, to the game, and all the big money had already been made. Yeah, there's people still making money, but those folks got in early. So we are all positioned, every single person here. I mean, there's like 16, 17,000 people in the whole company ordering. We have perfect timing. Like, uh, I'll just give you an example, like with HempWorks, which is like, I think, maybe five, six years old. Between customers and distributors, there's like 500,000 people in that company. Uh, so in its life cycle, it's still good. It's still growing. But the people who join now, they don't have the same opportunity as the people who joined three, four, five years ago before it really exploded. And I'm telling you, HBN is just starting to explode. Uh, but we're nowhere near that big explosion. We're probably like a year or two away from that. The, the monster explosion where there's like, you know, 10,000 people a day joining the company. But you want to get your business built before that happens. You don't want to join the company after that's already happened. So picking the wrong company or picking the right company, but at the wrong time. Here we have the right company and the right time. The only time I've ever had this my whole career, 17 years. And a lot of it was just ignorance. I didn't know what I didn't know. So if you're brand new to the industry, and this is your first company, you got lucky. I'm just going to tell you that. You got lucky that you found the right company at the right time. Number three, dabbling. Uh, my first company, I was all in. And when I was in Amway, I was like what they call an Ambot. I lived, breathed, ate, slept everything my company had to do. I was obsessed with it. And that's why I did pretty well. And then after that, for about 10 years, I was in the MLM wasteland. I was kind of just bouncing around. I couldn't find a company I got excited about. And what I found is dabblers 
don't make a lot of money. You can't dabble at your job and keep your job. They'll throw your butt out. They'll fire you oh, unless you work for the government. But, but any other job, if you just dabble and you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're not going to keep your job. Well, if you have any other kind of business, you can't dabble with it. You own a barbershop, I guarantee a barbershop owner, they're committed. They wrote that check to start the business. They're going to do it no matter what. Someone who dropped 500 grand to buy a restaurant, they ain't dabbling. They're showing up every day. They got a game plan. They got a marketing plan, a strategy. Uh, they're work, a daily mode of operations, a system. They're doing all those things. So dabbling is the kiss of death. If I tell everybody, if you just want to dabble, you would be much happier just being a customer, honestly. And maybe you refer it to one or two people once a month, and that's great. I hope I have 50,000 people on our team uh, that do that. But if you want to make money, good money, you can't dabble because you can't make good money doing anything by dabbling at it. So that was, that was where I struggled for about 10 years. About five years ago, I became a professional and I said, look, this is what I want to do as a career. And then things started to get good. But when you're dabbling, it's kind of like dabbling in a relationship. How good is it going to be if you're not truly committed to it? It's not going to be very good, at least not for very long. Uh, it's not going to be what you want it to be. The next one, not using my own talents and abilities. I was taught and, and maybe this is just because the industry is changing a lot, but I was always taught in those earlier big companies that I was in, hey, this is the way we do it. There is no way, other way. Do not deviate. This is our system. This is how we talk to people. Boom, boom, boom. Well, maybe that worked back in the day, but most people in today's world, they sure in heck don't want to be said, look, it's my way or the highway. If my upline said that to me, I'd karate chop them right in the throat just like that. I'd be like, look, dude, you ain't my boss. So that is what I was always taught. And, and a lot of the big companies, uh, New Skin, Forever Living, Amway, Herbalife, Mary Kay, they are all old school. They're the belly to belly, the home meetings, all those things, very, very effective. However, we live in a digital age. We live in an age where people can't even go sit down on the toilet without taking this with them. People, they are so obsessed with social media and the internet, and we live in a cocoon society where people, well, not, not everyone, but a lot of people, they don't even want to be around other people. I, that probably describes me. They want to be at their home. Uh, they want to just be doing their own thing. And the truth is, everybody who's on this Facebook Live right now, we're all different. We've got extroverts. Mel, uh, Melissa, I know her well. She's an extrovert. She loves being around people. She likes time to herself sometimes too, but she loves being around people. Uh, I know other people. They are happiest when they're home in their pajamas and they're just chilling. So I believe that if you try to put a round hole, a square peg into a round hole, it's not going to work. So you have to evaluate yourself and say, look, how can I build the business in a way that matches up with my skills, with my personality, with my own natural talents? When I started online in 2009, I just realized that I wanted to build a business by writing. So that's how I started. And that's how I built a lot of my businesses is by writing because that's what I like to do. I also like to do videos and, and podcast and teach. And I do a lot of that. But some people, if you ask them to make a YouTube video, they'd rather jump off a bridge than go do that. Uh, other people, if you said, look, you got to do a home party, they're going to be like, ain't nobody coming to my home. You know, it's just this is me and my wife's home. I don't want 30 strangers up in here. My dog will bite their ass, you know? So, and then you got other people who, you know, they would love doing that. You got other people who want to text, other people who uh, would love to cold call. I'd rather pull out my fingernails than cold call. But some people love to do that. So at the end of the day, you have to figure out, hey, 
How can I use my talents, my abilities to grow the business? And more importantly, how can I help each person that I sponsor figure it out what they're good at so they can build the business in a way that works for them? Because here's the truth. If you sponsor someone and you teach them a way to do the business, if they don't feel comfortable doing that, they are not going to do it. No matter what you say, no matter what you tell them, they're going to come up with an excuse uh, and they're not going to do it. But if you help them find a way that aligns with their personality and their skills, there's a high likelihood they will start to build the business. So that's number four or five, whatever. Number six, reinventing the wheel. I'm the king at this. I've reinvented every wheel there is, even the little donut on the back of the car. If you are fortunate and you are part of a team that has some systems in place and you have someone in your success team who knows what they're, do what they're doing, it would be foolish not to at least hear their side of things and why they do it. So a lot of people have what I call the great idea of the day. And I would just tell you this, before you try anything new in your business, ask someone in your business who's been around a couple of years because chances are they've done it. So, you know, before you get your next great idea, bounce it off someone who's been around the block a couple of days. Um, if they've never done it, great, maybe you try it. If they've tried it and it failed miserably, they'll tell you because they don't want you running down that rabbit hole. Uh, but but I wouldn't do that. I had I have been blessed my whole career to have good mentors, but 99% of my career I did not listen to them. I, I wish I would have. Can't change that. And the the biggest or the most guilty people of doing this are people who are successful in their day job, professionals. They come into this business. They're like, I'm gonna I'm already successful in life. I've got a PhD or a master's or a bachelor's. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna do it my way. 99 out of 100 times they're out of the business within 90 days doesn't matter how good they are at their day job because what they do, uh, it can't duplicate and because they can't follow a system. That's why when you buy a franchise, if you don't follow their system, they throw your butt out. They take your franchise from you because they're like, look, we have a proven way of doing it. And you're not going to buy a McDonald's and start selling chicken unless it's their chicken sandwich. But that's it. You're not going to be selling rotisserie chicken if you own a McDonald's because they have rules and they have systems that are proven to work. So before you go and do it your way, which I am not, which I recommend you do at some point, but before you go and do it your way, give it a shot following the proven system that people who have gone before you have already followed. That, that would help you immensely. Number seven, not being coachable. Yep. You know who you are too. Your upline gives you some great advice, but you never listen. Or you've been coaching that person and you have met with them a hundred times and you've answered all their questions, you've given them a game plan and they never do it, guess what? That person ain't coachable. They've either got an ego uh, or they've been successful in their profession and they think they don't need to listen to your advice. We have, I mean, we literally, this is funny. We have people who are CEOs of hundred million dollar companies who join our industry. They can't even sign up their mama. We have people who can't maintain a job, who can come into this industry and crush it. It all comes down to, are you willing to be coachable? Will you listen to someone who's gone before you and, and done your thing? And if you look at even uh, professional athletes, they have a coach. And usually the, the player that don't listen to the coach, he or she gets their butt tossed. They get traded, they get released or let go uh, because you got to be coachable. Number... Uh, number eight, I think it is comparing yourself. 
oh yeah that you know, that person you see on facebook who's doing good in the business I, i'm not worthy because they're doing good and i'm not oh yeah i do this once in a while too i compare myself to others and it's always it never ends well you you when you compare yourself to someone else you're comparing your weaknesses to their strengths when you compare yourself to someone else you don't know what they've been through you don't know like someone can say look chuck you've come in here you've killed it in four months well maybe but i've also spent 17 years of failing struggling and learning uh, and now it's culminating uh, and i'm having my big breakthrough but it didn't happen overnight so but when you compare yourself you don't know what the other person's done you don't know if they you know maybe they've been in other companies made millions and brought their team with them maybe maybe they had a network of a hundred thousand plus people before they joined the industry and they had already developed the contacts and the credibility when they come in the industry maybe you're looking at someone on stage who struggled for 20 years one of my best mentors jordan adler took him 10 years to sign up his first person 10 years over 10 companies to sign up one person well he since earned over 20 million dollars so you know it but if you just looked at him now you'd be like i could never be like that well that dude couldn't even sign up one person for 10 years so he sucked uh, and now he's great but don't don't get in the comparison game it will rob you of what you could con of what you could achieve in the business it, comparison is probably the worst mistake you can make in this business and when someone else is successful do not be envious be their cheerleader because when you're successful, you're going to want your team to be a cheerleader. You should always cheer the team. And when you see people success in any company, you should be their cheerleader rather than being their critic and, you know, trying to pick them apart. Next one, starting and stopping. I compare this to like learning how to drive a stick shift. You know, you, you don't know how to shift good and you're like, going stopping, stopping and starting, stopping and starting. Could you imagine? in your job if you went to work on monday and you said yeah screw it i ain't going in tuesday or wednesday and then you go in thursday and you say you know i ain't going in friday or next monday tuesday or wednesday how long do you think you keep your job if you did that you would probably be right out the door gone they'd be like here's your last paycheck you're unreliable we can't count on you peace out that's what your employer would probably do to you but that's what people do a lot in this business they start and stop consistency is everything you know if you want to if you want to look if you want to look fit or if you want to lose weight you got to eat healthy every day you got to work out every day or almost every day but you can't work out once a week take six months off come back to the gym do do chest and arms and think you're going to be buff bagwell because it doesn't work like that anything that you want to achieve it's done consistently over a period of time that is a fact uh, and, and most people understand that in everything else in life but they come in this business they're funny um they just start and stop start and stop hey how come my business isn't growing well you know honestly you, sh you showed one presentation last month how, how much do you think your business is going to grow if you do that what if you did one presentation a week i'd rather have someone do one a week than one a month i'd rather have someone do one a week than four in one day and take the rest of the month off because being consistent uh, is where it's at the next thing is another mistake expectations managing your expectations this is something i was horrible at i truthfully i didn't know what to expect and most of us no matter how much college or knowledge you think you have you probably never received even one hour 
of instruction on entrepreneurship. I know I didn't, and I have a master's degree. I didn't have even one hour on owning a business. So people will come into this, and people are funny. They will come into this industry. They've been at their job 20 years. Maybe they're making $50,000, $60,000, maybe 70, 80, whatever. And they think they can join a business and make that same kind of income in a month or two or even a year where they have no skills, no experience, and they're not even working at a full-time level like they do in their job. Now, that's, that's unrealistic, all right? Could you imagine, you know, I know Mel's a PA. Could you imagine someone going to PA school on their first day and saying, okay, I'm a PA now, and I want to start making my full money now? They would get laughed out of that school and probably tossed out too because they haven't even paid their dues yet. They haven't even developed their skills they haven't gotten any practice. They haven't gotten any experience. They're not even a PA yet. But when you own a business, it's not like having a job. It's it's the complete opposite. And to a lot of people, it's almost dehabilitating. It kills them uh, because they don't know what to expect, uh, or they they just un they just expect unrealistic things. So, so let me just educate you about traditional businesses. I've owned traditional business. When people start a traditional business. And you got to make sure your team members understand this. When people start a traditional business, in most cases, they quit their job, they invest ten thousand all the way up to a million dollars. They don't expect to make a profit for at least the first one or two or three years in the business. And people line up all across America to do that because they know it's still a good deal. Here we have something that you can do for free. You can be profitable from your first month. You can do in your pajamas and you can keep your day job. That's pretty darn good. But that is how business works. And if you don't give your new team member realistic expectations, let me just give you another example. I have people ask me every day, hey, Chuck, you know, how do I make 20000 a month with HBN? My first response is, well, have you even placed your order yet? So let's, let's talk about that first. They're like, well, no. I say, well, we, we'll start by doing that. And then the next step is to go executive so that you can hopefully earn enough between your referrals and your matrix to where you can get your products for free. And then the next step is to get you up to three to $500 a month. Then the next step is to get you to 500 to $1,000 a month. And we're gonna work it, work our way up from there because that's how business works. No business starts out just making millions of dollars right out the gate. They, they invest money, they invest time, they hopefully turn a profit after one to three years, a traditional business. and what we have here is awesome. You don't have any of that crap, but even though you don't have those expenses or have to give up your job, it's still going to take some time. And most people, you got to make sure their hustle and their skills are aligned with their goals. Uh, because if they're not, they are going to be out of the business in 90 days because they're going to be disappointed because they had realistic expectations. If someone comes in with no skills and no hustle, how are they going to make a lot of money, honestly? It's like buying a, a mega bucks ticket or a mega millions ticket. It's, that's all it is. Uh, the next one, no game plan. Could you imagine buying a million dollar restaurant and not even having a business plan or a marketing plan? Honestly, could you imagine just walking into a business and just, yeah, we're just going to wing it. We're just going to kind of figure out how it goes and see how it goes and whatever. No, that is not what anybody would do in a business. This business is no different. The only reason people don't do that here is because they have no money invested. I wish sometimes you had to write a big check. 
uh, to start this. The fact that we're free, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it gives anybody an opportunity to start a business. It's a curse because very few people treat it like a serious business because it's free. Oh, it's free? Oh, yeah, I don't have to do anything this month. I'm going on vacation. Or, you know, I'm busy. Little Johnny's got Little League. I can't do anything the whole Little League season uh, with my business. And it all comes down to they don't have money invested. Uh, and, th and that's why they don't have a business plan. That same person, if they started the restaurant, they'd say, look, Johnny, I love you, and I'm going to go to some of your games, but I can't make every single game of yours this season. Uh, your mom and I will alternate, so we'll make sure one of us is always there, but we definitely got to keep the business going. So I'm not telling you to sacrifice uh, your family time. I'm not saying don't do things with your spouse or your kids, but you got to have some type. You have to have some type of game plan and the discipline to follow through if you're trying to make money here. If you're not, do it whenever you want to do. You can work it an hour a year, an hour a month. That's cool, but just know you're not going to make serious money doing that. This is just real talk. I'm really not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just talking about the dumb things I've done, so you can learn from me. Uh, it's really important because. Most people, they've never had any training on how to be an entrepreneur. I, if I, My dream job, if I was going to have a job, I would teach people how to be an entrepreneur, how to think and act uh, like an entrepreneur. It took me about 15 years uh, to figure it out. And I was even brought up in an entrepreneurial family, but I was never taught it. All right, so so if you don't know, it's okay. You're, you're ignorant. I was too for a long time, but we can overcome that and we can learn. The next mistake, and we'll just call this the last one not having a system, all right? In any successful business, the system is the solution. When a business is people dependent, the business will fail. That is a fact. The reason franchises sell for so much money is because they have a system, and the system is what the people want. There are some select individuals who are high achievers, who are very good at what they do, that they can run a business on their own for a while, and do very well because they're willing to work 24 seven. They've got the skills, they've got the drive. However, they will back, they will eventually burn out or they're gonna max out, one of the two. Usually the burnout comes first uh, or the max out. You want a business that is system dependent. Now the beauty of this is you don't have to use my system. You don't have to use anybody's system, but you need a system for your business. And you only need a couple. You need a lead generation system, and you need a training system. Those are the biggest two. We've got the training system pretty much covered between the calls, these Facebook Lives, the Facebook groups, um, all the documents we have. All that's pretty much covered. So that, that, that's half your time gone away. But you need a system for lead generation. You need a system for training, which I would also include helping your new people get started right, which we have that. We have the Getting Started video. Um, but you got to systematize your business. Here's, here's the problem I see a lot in our industry, not in HBN because we're still a young company. In a lot of these companies, people who've earned big money, six, seven, eight, nine figures in their career, they can't walk away from their business because their business is dependent on them. It's not dependent on a system. So you want your business to be dependent on a system so that you can still make money while you go play golf, while you take a vacation with your spouse, uh, why you go fishing. If you want fishing, invite me. I like fishing too. So, But you need a system that helps you run the business. And your system will improve. You'll tweak it over a period of time. It'll uh, constantly evolve. But I'll give you some examples of my system. So my system for lead generation, I do three things. I do Craigslist ads, I do postcards, and I do solo ads. 
and then I get some run over from my blog and my videos that I've made. But my big three, Craigslist, postcards, and solo ads. And I have a little daily routine I do with those three things for lead generation. That system is pretty much on autopilot. It's pretty much automated. There's not much for me to do. It makes my life a lot easier. The next system we have, uh, the one for training the team, we, like I said, I, I do a Facebook Live every day. We update our Facebook group. Uh, I email my personals and I work with the leaders on the team. That's my system for training the team. I don't spend really any time with anybody one-on-one -on -one just because we got 19,000 people. I couldn't work with everyone one-on-one -on -one even if I wanted to, but I don't want to work with everybody one-on-one. -on -one. Why? Because I enjoy hanging out with my wife and I would rather make a 30-minute video that everybody can watch at their own leisure then spend hours and hours and hours with one person. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's a great system. It's proven to work. It's just there's going to come a point in your business where you can't do that anymore uh, and still be effective. So these are the 10 mistakes. I hope you will evaluate yourself in each one of these areas and just look for ways to improve. And the fact of the matter is we've all made mistakes. Anyone who told, told me uh, they haven't made a mistake, I know they're either lying or they're getting ready to make a huge mistake in the next day or two, it's coming for them. So the secret is to learn from your mistakes, but if you really wanna be wise, learn from other people's mistakes so that you can really shorten your learning curve to success. And if you can avoid those 10 things, you'll get much better results. You won't have to take as long as I did uh, to become successful. In fact, I shouldn't have taken this long to become successful, but you know what, I'm glad I did because it, it allowed me to learn and master these skills so that I can teach other people so that they can do what took me 17 years, they can do in a couple of years. And that's what you want to do is you learn and you figure out what works and what doesn't work. You want to teach and coach your people so they can avoid the same mistakes that you made. The, the last thing I want to talk about today, let's see if we got any questions. I don't know how many people are even on here. I'm excited watching, make sure we didn't miss anyone. I like the CBD oil. Yes, Carol, CBD oil is awesome. Signed another today. Hey, thanks, Dr. Lynn. I appreciate it. Antonio's tagging some folks. I'm so glad that I have you as a mentor. Hey, thanks, Mariah. You know, this is, this is what's so cool about technology. You can be at your home chilling on your lazy boy or on your phone. And I can be down here in Florida chilling in my little man cave, my little home office. And we can learn from each other and we can help each other. And you can do the same thing with your team. Now, you, can, you should still get together once in a while when you can. But if you can't, this is the next best thing, I think so anyway. Let's keep scrolling these comments before I get to the last subject. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Truth, join. Yes, they don't evaluate. They don't value it enough because it's free. That's a fact, Jamie. It just, it just is what it is. When you first started, how many hours per day did you work on HBN? Honestly, that's a great question, Sam. So... I like to tell people, first of all, I do, I do this full time. Uh, my wife and I are fortunate that we don't have to have a job. So uh, I do this full time. <clears throat> probably the first my, the 90 days, the first 90 days in the business, I probably worked 14 hours a day, seven days a week, maybe, maybe a little bit more or, or about that. Uh, now, I don't do that much now, but that's what I did to really do my 90 day blitz, which is going to be our next Facebook Live on, on a Tuesday. I'm taking Labor Day off, but on Tuesday, uh, I'm going to talk about the 90-day blitz that we did. Uh, now, if you have a day job, obviously you can't do that. So what I tell people, and a lot of people don't understand this, full-time is not eight hours a day. Part-time is not X amount of hours a day. The only difference between full-time and part-time 
is the number of people you talk to every day. Someone who does this business one hour a day can outperform someone who does this 14 hours a day if they work smart, if, there's, if they have a system, if they have discipline, and they have a clear list of what they're gonna do that day. So it's not the amount of time that you invest, it's really how many people you make, you share your link with uh, during that time. So I would tell someone, hey, if you have a day job and you can commit an hour a day, set a goal, hey, I'm gonna share my link with 20 people a day. You can do 20 people a day in an hour easily. You could probably share this with 50 people a day in an hour if you really, really tried to. But it really comes down to the number of people that you're talking to. And if you're a part-timer, a good number, truthfully, sharing your link with 10 people a day. Because you wanna have every day at least three or five people, three to five, take a free tour of your business. I mean, it's just taking a free tour. It doesn't mean they're gonna do anything. But if you can get three to five people a day to take a tour as a part-timer and 20 to 50 people a day as a full-timer, that sounds like a lot, but it's not. If you're, if you're doing this eight hours a day, you should easily get 30, 40, 50 people a day to take a free tour. That's, it's really not too complicated if you have a marketing plan. <clears throat> if you're sitting down, winging it, trying to figure out what you're going to do, yeah, it would be a challenge. But if you have a, a written game plan and you have the discipline to follow it, you could crush it even in an hour or two a day. You could probably get 10, 15 people to take a free tour. But I was all in, but I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not maintaining this pace forever. Uh, I was doing one 90-day challenge, backed by one more 90-day challenge, which we're into right now, and then I'll probably revert to about two hours a day. That's, that's about what I'll do. Uh, the only reason I work that much is because I have a big goal, and I wanted to hit it quickly. Uh, but it doesn't mean you have to do that. I'm a little bit crazy. I'm a little bit uh, – I get obsessed about things. So this has become an obsession, and to me – it's really not even work because I love what I do. Like, I love talking to y'all. I love helping people. I love recruiting. That's my favorite thing. I love marketing. That, those are my two favorite things. So I can do that all day long till the cows come home and it doesn't even feel like work. It's like, it's like a game. It's kind of cool. Um, and that's, that's, that's what happens when you love what you do. Uh, when you love what you do, there I froze again. That's pretty cool. My eyes are closed. And, and, uh, but when you love what you do, uh, you you won't work a day if you if this really feels like work to you i tell everybody you're doing it wrong honestly because it should be fun it should be a lot of fun so the last thing the 80 15 5 then I'll, I'll go to any other questions and we'll call it a day the 80 15 5 i learned this from larry thompson larry thompson helped mark hughes start herbalife back in 1980 so he he made tens and tens of millions of dollars with that company uh, he's been in the industry like 50 years he's a legend you can you can find him on YouTube, Larry Thompson. He he's like the coach's coach. He's one. He I put him on my top five uh, for people. Once you really hit your leadership, the kind of people you want to study. Uh, a lot of the stuff he says, the new person can't handle it. He'll blow him out of the water. But once you become a leader and you've had a little bit of success, he's definitely someone. Uh, he's definitely someone you want to listen to. But don't go send your brand new person to him because they'll they, they'll blow him right out the business because he he tells it like it is. And I like that, but most people can't handle that. Most people like to be kind of not coddled, but you know, they want you to be real empathetic and real understanding. He ain't, he's like me. He's just no BS. Um, so Larry Thompson, this is what he talked about. It's called the 80, 15, five principle. And this is what it means. 80% of the people in the world that you talk to, they would be 100% happy with an extra 300 to to $1,000 per month. 
coming in from their business. And that would make them head over heels happy. 15% of the people you talk to, and I'm just looking at my notes so I don't mess it up, about 15% of the people you talk to would be over the top happy if they made 5,000 a month from their business. And 5% of the people that you talk to wanna make the big money, 10 to $100,000 a month, the big money. Because not everyone's money motivated. Most people, they are comfortable and they're content with their life, but that little bit of extra pocket change uh, would make a difference in their quality of life. So this is the takeaway from it though. What most people in our industry do is they only go and look for that 5%. They want the person who will be like me and be obsessed about this and, and work 14 hours a day. That's the only person they're looking for. The problem is most people aren't like that. Like I said, most people, they're content with their life. They like their job or they can at least tolerate it. They just like a little side hustle, a little gig, a little bit of extra money. Other people, five grand a month. They could do this full time. They could get out of debt. They could live a great life. They're not real money motivated. Uh, they they want to be comfortable, but you know maybe they don't want a boss. They just want to live a nice, quiet little life. So, where the real money in this industry is made, it's not the fifteen or five or five percent. It's the eighty percent. Those are the people you really want to look for. You want to look for people who want to make an extra few hundred to about a thousand dollars per month. That that is. 80 to 90 percent of the people on your team uh, i guarantee 80 percent of the people listening to this facebook live right now if you made an extra 300 to a thousand dollars per month you'd be pretty happy with hp natural you'd be like yeah that's cool that's good i can now you know maybe i can get a nicer car or i can get out of debt or i can pay for johnny's education or take a couple extra vacations a year uh, because i like what i do i just need a little extra cash that's great those are the people you're looking for because if you're just looking for the 15 and the 5%, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. I mean, you are leaving a big chunk of change on the table. Let me give you an example. When I was in Amway, and I talk about this all the time because I learned a lot there, all I was taught to do is look for people who would be all in and get it and catch the big vision and want this to be an obsession and want to do this 24-7. The problem is most of the people I talked to, they didn't want to do that. So it was hard to sponsor people. Had I taken a different approach and done it the 80-15-5 way, I would have been much better off. I would have signed up a lot more people. I would have had more customers. I would have had more part-timers. And I probably would have made a lot more money with it than I did. Uh, and so because I would have been looking, I would have had a larger target market. And that's that's what you got to understand. When, when you just going for the go-getters, that – that is your target market. It's about that big of a circle, the end of that pen. When you're looking for, I'm now looking for cylinders. When you're looking for the, for the people who would just be happy making, you know, maybe five grand a month, you have a bigger target market. I'm kind of looking at you through that. That's pretty cool. And when you have the 80% that you're looking for, your target market becomes that big. It's pretty much everybody. I really, I really hope you guys understand this because it can make a huge difference in your business. So the 80%, if you're looking for them, that's four out of five people you're going to talk to. They, they, they fit into that. And guess what? Oh, by the way, they know people who are part of the 15% and the 5%. And guess what? If you find someone as you're looking for 80 percenters, if you find someone who's a 5% or a 15 percenter, good for you. That's just going to make your business grow even faster. But don't be so blindsided of just looking for business builders that you're overlooking customers, that you're overlooking part-timers, 
that you're overlooking people. I'll tell you another group of people, people who just want to belong to something, people who just want more friends, more fun. Uh, we have people who join this industry just because they love to go to events. They love to see new cities. They like, who, I mean, who doesn't want more friends? Who doesn't want more fun? I know I do. I like that. That's another great group of people. And a lot of these people have great careers. They make 50, 100, 200,000 in their job. They've got the money to buy the products. They've got the money to travel. They're just looking for friends, fun, different experiences, learning some new skills, being part of something. That's, that's who you want. And then from that, your select few are going to raise their hand and they're going to be off to the races with or without you. And you thank God you only need a couple people like that uh, to build a big team and you don't even have to be the one to sponsor them. So that's what I want to talk about. The 80, that's all I want to say about the 80, 15, 5. I'm going to just answer any last questions that I'm calling it a day. Awesome. What do you think about car details? Okay. Yeah, that's great. Uh, car, car decals. I would tell you this, Dr. Lynn. If you're getting a car decal, don't you dare say HB Naturals on it. Don't, don't do that. I think if you have a car decal, you don't need no fancy images. You want something like, uh, I'll tell you, if I was getting a car de decal, this is what mine would say. Got CBD oil? Ask me how, and I'd have my phone number or my website on there. That's what mine, that's what mine would say. Or uh, want to earn an extra thousand bucks a month and I'd have my phone number and that's it because the problem if you put HB Naturals on it someone is just going to Google it and they're going to go join someone else or sign up accidentally through someone else on the website on the uh, internet they're not going to contact you so you want to use the curiosity approach that definitely works so I think car decals are good I mean it's one more you know we talked about the in last meeting I drew a big circle and I had all those fishing lines in the water it's one more fishing line in the water and even if you only got five or 10 PEMs a year from it, hey, it's just, it's one more thing. Who knows? You might get a great person doing it. So yeah, I would do it, but I would only do it if I was being generic. I would not have an HB Naturals anything. No HB Naturals business card, no HB Naturals bumper sticker, no HB Naturals signs, no HB Naturals car magnet. You're just branding the company if you do that. And that's, that's not good marketing. You want to be generic. You want to focus on curiosity and then have people contact you. That way you're in control rather than them going to Mother Google and Google being in control. That's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to kick butt it good. What are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> Mel said we're doing another 90-day blitz. Yeah. I did my, my first 90 days, I think, ended June, July, like August 10th or something. So I'm like two weeks into the next one. So I'm doing back-to-back 90-day -back challenges, which – that is not for the faint at heart. That's for the all. I mean, if you do one 90-day blitz, you can build a rock-solid foundation of a business. You do two, you're going to be living the good life. And, and don't do a 90-day blitz unless you're really going to do it. If, if you want to test the waters, do a 7-day blitz or a 10-day blitz first and try that out. Uh, that's probably the best solution for 95% of the people because 90 days is a long time. It sounds like, you know, you wouldn't think it is. But when you're working that hard, 90 days is a long time, and most people won't stick with it that long. So start with a seven or ten, even a three-day blitz. See what you can – heck, do a three, do a two-day blitz. See what you can accomplish in two days doing ten times more than you normally do. I think it will blow your mind, and it will probably inspire you to want to do a 90-day blitz. I love talking to people about this, and a lot get interested in sign up. Yeah, people do. Agree, game on. Uh, I love this and doesn't feel like a job at all. I love listening to you too. Well, thank you. Uh, Want to get healthy and wealth, wealthy? Ask me. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say ask me how, Sam. <laughs> I think that's a typo. Ask me how, definitely. That would be good. There we go. Um, definitely. Yeah, get healthy and wealthy. Ask me how. Yeah, wear that button. You'll be good to go. But that's that's what I recommend to everybody when it comes to just my mistakes. And if you want to, the last thing with this, you know, you're going to get out what you put in. So, and there's no right or wrong. I am just as excited about the person who wants to make $200 a month and they make it as I am about the person who wants to make $20,000 a month and they make it because it's not my job to determine what your goals are. It's my, it's your job and my job. Once I know what your goals are to help you achieve them and to be your biggest cheerleader, but, but never expect your people to want the same things out of the business that you do. Cause most don't, cause we just covered that 80, 15, five. Most people, most people aren't going to want what you do, but if you can help them get what they want, you're going to get what you want. And that's, that's a win-win situation. When you know, you help, help a hundred on hundred people on your team, hit your goals, your checkbook's going to be looking pretty good. Your bank balance is going to have a few extra zeros on it on the, on the, on the left side, not the right side. So, so anyway, with that, I hope you all have a great weekend. I know this was longer than normal, but I hope you got some value from it. I hope you learned something. And if you live in Florida, Louisiana, brace yourself for this hurricane, be safe. And, uh, I'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Happy Labor Day weekend, everyone. Take care. Oh, finish the month strong. You got about 31 hours left in the month, Pacific time, to make things happen. So make it rain. All right, take care. Bye.